It's with gratitude that I say thank you for your continued support of the Mindful Rebel podcast. As the podcast approaches 100 episodes and the podcast continues to grow and the listenership continues to grow, I want to connect you with the resources that can help you along your journey. Please check out these curated sponsors that will help you in your own personal and professional development. My name is Richard Bailey, and I am the CEO and co-founder of GroupFit, which is a health and fitness platform for the Black community. Living and maintaining a healthy lifestyle is one of the best ways to practice mindfulness. Now, it's no secret that exercising has its benefits for your brain and thought process, but since exercising requires you to be mindful throughout your entire workout routine, this can easily spill over to your everyday life. So to get started with practicing your mindfulness in a way that will help you get and stay fit, Download the only Black Fitness app and join the GroupFit community today. Now, for more information, you can head over to www.groupfit.co. That's spelled G-R-P-F-I-T. Thank you. Welcome to the Mindful Podcast, the podcast where mindfulness and leadership intersect. My name is Sean Moore, and I'm the host and creator of the platform, The Mindful Rebel. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Adric Samuel. Adric is from Decatur, Georgia, and he is the son of Donna Samuel and Adric Samuel. Adric built a clothing brand in 2013 called Huda Guru, the name meaning right guidance. After creating the concept, he was led on a journey to continue to better himself every day. Along his journey, he found yoga, which helped him develop discipline. As a registered yoga instructor, he now wants to give his attention and efforts to those around him, helping them find awareness in themselves. Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast. I am excited today to have, be able to converse with Mr. Adric Samuel. Uh, Adric, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you. It's definitely an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the best place where I always start all the podcast conversations, and I think it's a good way to 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 help facilitate the conversation, is kind of to get a foundation of um, like your background. Um, so if you could talk to me a little bit about your background and maybe the journey that you kind of had and what's kind of brought you to where you are um, now in that specific journey. Okay, so uh, it's been kind of a, I guess I've been a little bit of everywhere. So actually, you know, starting from high school, played sports, ran track, played football, and uh, got the opportunity to actually throughout that time while playing track and football, got injured a lot. Mess, uh, I think I tore my ACL once in high school and also really took away my knees. Mm. And that uh, it kind of brought me to a journey of staying around physical rehabilitation. And from there, I ended up going to college. I went to Western Kentucky University for two and a half years. I tried out for the football team both years, just trying to, I guess, figure myself out and figure out what the journey was going to be for me. Uh, Met a lot of great guys, met a lot of great women there, and I uh, got the opportunity to just be a part of a few leadership programs while at the university. Ended up transferring out of there, going to Alabama A&M for a year. And uh, that was a different opportunity, or not even a different opportunity, but a different situation. My aunt had asked me to move down to Alabama. And after, uh, I guess it was like two months, she just asked me to move out. And I had to figure out where I was gonna go from there. And so uh, I ended up finding one of my cousins who was already going to Alabama A&M throughout the whole college, I guess, start from from, his, from originally going to college and uh, met him down there. We ended up getting a house together. 
And at the end of that semester, I ended up leaving because I was just like, I don't want anybody to ever have control over my living situation or financial situation because I was saving and stacking bread at that time. And so I uh, ended up leaving from Alabama A&M to then go to the military once I got back. Of course, I had to go through the registration process and wait a little time before I got shipped out. But I uh, ended up going to the Army National Guard. And I wanted to be a linguistic affairs operator, which was uh, me pretty much learning different languages and being able to speak amongst others. My ASVAB score really wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I ended up going for, I guess, the next highest risk, risk which was uh, becoming a parachute rigger, which was a little strenuous and uh, a little painful at times, but definitely something that a thrill seeker would chase after. So I uh, <laughs> got to jump out of a plane a few times, took a wear on my knees, and uh, it's just been a journey. So then I've, since a uh, while in the military, what did I do? I packed parachutes for, some, for uh, so many different companies and also got to be a part of a military funeral staff where I was actually a... Uh, just what is it? You the it's called the military funeral detail. You're taking part in being able to uh, do funerals for servicemen and service women that are now deceased, and uh, you'll be at every service, like pulling out the casket, pulling out the body, being able to take it, and then also at the end of that service, playing the salutes and folding the flag to then present it to one of the family members in the next of kin. And I uh, got to do that for some time. That was a little detrimental and uh, kind of took a toll on me, having to see death and come desensitized to just being around death so often. And uh, you kind of had to make it, because it was a job and it was a nine to five at the moment, I had to make it into what it was. So that uh, opportunity then kind of shifted my gear on how I had to look at life and, uh, in that process, I think I ended up just finding my way to, actually it was my stepfather. My stepfather, he's a personal coach or personal trainer, a basketball coach, a mentor. He does a lot. And uh, he ended up having a big old session at the gym one day and uh, it was for yoga. And, and within that session, he ended up just pulling me out there, seeing if I could uh, pull me out there, pulling a few of his basketball players out there. And we did the yoga. We had a great, uh, great yoga teacher, yoga instructor. Was actually pregnant at the time, but she she definitely did her thing, being able to coach us and assist us and like help us through our own ailments of our own bodies. And uh, from there, I just kind of found that path and stuck to that path. And from me going to her class and being a part of that class, I then started going to a local park around the area every week, every Tuesday, I believe it was, with my mother and my brother. And uh, I think that was back in 2016. And from there, I just started to participate in every yoga event, reach out to any instructor around the city. I live in Atlanta currently, but <clears throat> any instructor around the city, any, uh, any little event from batch ATL to core power to 
you're just your nearest yogi who threw something up on Groupon. And so uh, from there, I was just like, this is a passion. I think I want to go after it and just started chasing the journey. And that's led me here to now just graduating last weekend with my yoga YTT certification, yoga teacher training certification. Uh, I'm trying to take that journey on to a different place now, but I'm just kind of finding my lane as we go every day. So that's really where the journey has me at. Now I have a few other goals in mind, not even in mind, but that I'm attacking for 2019, 2020. But right now, just one day at a time, my foot in front of the other. Nice. And congrats on your uh, recent accomplishment on being a you know certified yoga instructor. Congrats. I appreciate you. What was the um what was the process like for you? And then, you know, one thing that I like about yoga, you know, I've been on my own yoga journey, maybe for about a year, year and a half now. Um, you know, it's great because not only is it the the physical aspect, but there's a you know, the philosophical side and the the introspective work that comes along with yoga is so kind of fulfilling. What was that like for you? Maybe what were some things that were revealed for you or um, to you through your certification process or your um, instructor training? So during the instructor training, we had to do, I believe it's called WWW. They were uh, worries, wants, and uh, worries, wants, and I can't remember the last W, but pretty much it was kind of a thing of attacking your nemesis. And your nemesis was what you felt like you were dealing with most in your life that affected you throughout your day. And I know for myself, I was pretty big on discipline or I wasn't so big on discipline. And uh, my discipline throughout my time had put me on a lot of different paths, even while I've been in college and the military, just uh, floating through the transition of life. I've made a lot of mistakes just as everyone else has, but, uh, it revealed to me that I really have to be more focused on self, stop uh, putting out energy for anybody else but myself and uh, becoming aware of how I give love and how I give, uh, how I give love and just how I'm viewing life in general because it's like I'm such an optimistic person, but then at times, the pessimistic side comes out when I feel like I bump my head and I feel like I just can't get back up from that. So it really just kind of helped me to become stronger, think about the situation, be present in the moment and not look at every situation as woe is me. If, uh, if you're to take that, take the, let's just take the, take the good out of every situation. Like when you pop a bag of popcorn, rather than being like the bag is burned, just picking out those little black pieces that are in there and uh, continue to eat the bag so you won't be stressed out and, you know, feeling like you wasted time or wasted popping the bag. So, like, that's how I've learned to look at things. And uh, another introspective side of what it's done for me is uh, just help me really more be more concentrated, I guess, or grounded within myself. Like, on a, I, you get airheaded at times, and uh, you think bigger, you think more outwardly about situations than you should, and not really thinking that you feel like you're above something, 
but it's like life will ground you every time and life will like teach you that you ha there is no way around it without the path that God has for you. And uh, I'm not, I mean, not to put it, if anybody's religious, but just on the thing of like, God, you can do it. You can try to do it your way at any time in life, but God's way is the way that will be prescribed to you some way or another. You're gonna have to bump your head one, one you're gonna have to bump your head along this road to uh, really find out like how to get down the road the best way. Nice, nice. Well, and you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing like the common theme through it. You know, you talked a lot about discipline and concentration and focus. Um, what have been, you know, thinking about those those concepts, what have been some things that you've done that to help kind of implement that, those ideas into maybe your everyday life um, that may have been something that's tangible that's like, hey, these are some things that I'm doing to be more disciplined or to help that concentration or focus? So every morning I get up, I meditate. I, like this morning, I think I got up at four o'clock, but I get up every morning at around four o'clock, uh, read for a second. I'm reading, what am I reading right now? I'm reading The Millionaire Next Door and I read for about 15 minutes. After I read, I'll then get up, stretch, do yoga, and then I'll just sit there and meditate. And uh, after that, I write, I do 15 minutes of gratitude, writing down all of my goals. Well, oh, hold on, I'm sorry for saying, I said that a little twisted. 15 minutes of uh, writing down my gratitude and what I'm thankful for. And after that, another 15 minutes of writing down my goals. And mm -hmm. uh, kind of just sit on those, I read it. And then I just try to go on about the day and throughout the whole day. I'll be listening to podcasts if I have, if I'm able to. So it literally just kind of keeps me ingrained within myself. Like you got to stay focused. You got to stay positive. And then uh, if I have time in the morning, I'll try to work out, but more than likely I don't. So every day when I get off, I hit the gym and I stretch again. I do more yoga. So yoga has helped me uh, just <laughs> continue to, think of what the word actually means, the yoking of mind and body, like pulling those two into union. So uh, I try to stay, stay consistent with myself and my actions. And with that, can you, uh, you know, talk to me a little bit more about, you know, what you just said, or just in terms of like what the word yoga means and, and maybe talk a little bit more about what that concept is? <clears throat> so, Yoga, it actually means yoke. Uh, and when you're yoking, it means the pulling, I guess, of mind and body, bringing those two into union, into one. And so that's speaking from the pranayama breath, which is your internal breathing. And when you kind of just take that moment to sit within your breath and breathe, opening up your chest, exhaling, and then letting that letting that breath go, it kind of just brings you into an awareness of self. And uh, yoga is kind of just, let me see, it's really pulling in the knowledge and understanding of who you are by being more focused on yourself and also just being aware of 
everything within your body. It's like with the cool, there's uh, so many different breaths from the Kalabate breath, the Ujjayi breath that you normally do. Normally, everyone breathes with a really short and shallow breath, which is uh, like like three seconds. You just, you're just doing a very slow breath. But uh, other times, you're when you really want to open up your chest, you're doing that Ujjayi breath, which is your inward, inward breath of your nose, holding it for about eight seconds, and then letting it go after another eight seconds through your nose. So that's just really opening up that chest, trying to expand the diaphragm, and just... Uh, pulling your body into one. And so uh, it's really a lot of, a lot of, is that introspective work that you're really doing with yourself and breathing, so. Okay. So with that, I know that you also have started your own clothing brand. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about your clothing brand and kind of what was the motivation behind um, starting it and you know some of the mindset behind that? Wow, okay, okay. I appreciate you for asking about my brand. Uh, so, Huda Guru. The word is Huda, H-U-D-A, Guru. That stands for Right Guidance in Arabic. And uh, Guru is a master, someone who self-mastered, experienced, expert in his craft. And my whole concept behind that brand, I was actually, uh, my mother's a flight attendant, so I've been given the opportunity to travel very often throughout my life and uh, see a lot of different places. I had the thought of like thinking like Nike because Nike is a, uh, I think she's the Greek goddess of victory. And so I wanted something that was pretty short and sweet, but it was also something that kept, gave you the mindset of uh, doing better, being better, thinking of yourself in a higher place. So uh, I, I was in, it was actually 2013. I was sitting in my college dorm with a friend, just typing on the computer, like, what are these words? So I kept looking for like Wanderlust because I really was big into travel, which I still am. And I uh, came up with the, the word hodophile, which means uh, I think lover of the roads. And I just kept on shifting the word around, typing in different letters because the hodophile didn't sound too, uh, too grammatically, it sounded, I mean, grammatically correct, but it just, it rhymes with too many other words that you just really wouldn't correlate with in the best light. So like I had to think of something different and I was just sitting there in that dorm room and I thought, Huda, and uh, I just wanted to go with something that rhymed and guru. So then I actually looked up, looked up what both of those words mean and uh, what those, both of those words meant and uh, it was right guidance and master. So my whole concept behind that was just bettering yourself every day through, uh, through your life lessons, but also knowing who God is within you. So it's like a question, a play on words, like if you're asking who is the guru, you can ask yourself like who is the guru within you? Who is the, like, who is your guru? Or just who is the guru, but also being like, also being, also just saying, uh, what is it? Right guidance leader. And so a lot of the different shirts ideas have come from uh, just, just life and my experiences. So things from street smarts to book smarts and 
being able to balance the two, just kind of just growing on an everyday level. So that's really where the concept of the brand came from. And yoga kind of came along with it. And now it's like I've able to, I've been able to connect and mesh the two and bring a fashion, which I've always loved. And now movement and art and body and awareness of self, which is also a health and different change of scenery, a health lifestyle into yoga. I mean, not into yoga, but into clothing. So cool meshing of the two. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of segues into my next question I want to ask is that looking at your background and looking at, you know, kind of um, the things that are kind of stand out and important in your life, you know, with the yoga, the clothing line, your, your military background, kind of what that looks like, where do you, how do you see all these concepts converging um, as you kind of navigate um, forward? How do you see these concepts um, emerging and kind of like what's your end goal for, for the work that you want to do? So actually I have one other goal that I plan on doing this year is or not, well, not this year because the year is pretty much up, but for 2019, I'm going to get my real estate license and uh, I, I'm putting in a five-year plan. I want to open up a studio and have my clothes given out, not given out within the studio, but sold at the studio. But first for 2019, I plan on having a few events that will be uh, hosted in the, the cab area of Georgia or the metro area of metro area of Atlanta, which is the Cab County. And uh, I want to be able to give out yoga to those who aren't always, who aren't really given the opportunity to have a chance to uh, even engulf in yoga. Like I did the market research for just where yoga studios were located in Georgia. And uh, most of them were in the Alpharetta, Sandy Springs, Fulton County right there in the middle of Fulton, stretching all the way to DeKalb Ave, which is slightly Decatur, but past, they don't go past Candler Road, they don't go to Turner Hill, they don't stretch anywhere between those two, uh, those two exits. So it's like bringing, it, bringing yoga to, to my community to be able to help a lot of underserved individuals and, uh, my mother, she's like, she was one of the first rocks that kind of brought me to finding my way to yoga. And a lot of her friends haven't, have never been able to get the opportunity. My aunt, sometimes just the way she's moved throughout her life, she stresses and uh, she's always like, I just need a class. I just need to be able to do something. I need some outlet rather than, you know, going crazy, however she may go crazy or, you know, not going crazy at all. It's like, I've been able to just kind of go over to her house a lot of times and just help her out with her breathing to cool her stress levels down, but also doing some yoga with her. So I want to just have it in the area that's closer to where I am and where I'm located. And I know doing work in your backyard is like the first start of not even to say just growing your business, but uh, building a platform because you know what's needed where you are. And so I want to be able to bring this to my people <laughs> and my people are missing out. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, it's, it's great that you, that's your focus. Cause that's one thing I noticed in terms of my exploration of yoga, looking at 
you know, folks that look like us in these spaces and what that looks like. And, you know, it's a lot about access and what that means. Um, when did you realize that this was kind of what you wanted to focus on in terms of, you know, providing um, access to yoga in spaces where it normally isn't? Like, was there a, was there an interaction that you had, you navigating in a space that made you realize like, hey, like people that look like me need this um, just as much as the folks who are getting it in those spaces are as well? Uh, let me see. Okay, so at a lot of these events, you know, no disrespect to anybody of any other race, religion, culture, it was, uh, or even ethnic, ethnic group, I would always, I guess, when I went to, when I went to a lot of these studios throughout Atlanta, you would always just see uh, a lot of people who didn't look like us. And uh, you were always like, when you first come in, hey, how are you? You know, it's very sweet, very kind. Those prices are then thrown at you. And you're just like, hey, what's the price? You know, how much will it be for this class? And luckily at that time I was working at a bank. So everything was very sufficient and the money was always able to be there. So it's like you're paying $30 for an hour worth of yoga. And it's not like, and literally yoga is just you breathing, exercising, just really stretching your own body, but giving yourself the time to be aware of your, your body and yourself. And uh, seeing that the prices were so overly priced at times, and uh, I wouldn't even say they were overly priced, but they just weren't in a budget that was uh, efficient for others. So I really just kind of wanted to, uh, really wanted to bring it together, bring it to a decent amount, a decent, a good area, and see if I could bring this to those who just haven't had the chance of getting it. Because too often than not, we're put out here in the space and we're not able to find awareness. So just being able to have yoga in DeKalb County, in the Conyers area, in the Covington area as well, would just uh, really be beneficial. So with that, um, kind of a good segue into the next set of questions. When we think about, you know, your background and, you know, the work that you do, how do you define leadership and what, what does that kind of look like for you? I guess being a face in my community, like on a daily, by uh, providing, providing classes at my, home, at my actual home where I stay and uh, private courses being able to speak more outwardly in groups, being able to go into the senior centers, being able to uh, really just connect with others in this area back here where I stay. And uh, just trying to grow my, not even say, my, yeah, my face, my brand, my, uh, my name and help really just be able to just bring the knowledge of health awareness and healthy eating, healthy living to those that are just like me and those who just don't get this opportunity. So uh, that will just be me just stepping out, I guess stepping out of my own comfort zone to speak speak up more. And uh, if I could bring it to the, I really would like to actually bring it to the middle schools and the high schools 
with my stepfather being the coach, he works for the high school out here, Salem High School. And uh, I would like to be able to teach at his middle schools that he works with as well for their programs. And also uh, find my way into the elementary school so we can get it started at a younger age and be able to have these children practicing mindfulness and practicing awareness of self. So that one day, I guess, not even say one day, they're so ready and they're so uh, able within their mind that as they're just progressing through life, they're just, their stress levels are at an all-time low. <laughs> and uh, they're able to just handle stress with a different outlook on it. So I really would just like to be able to leave a lasting uh effect on everybody that I come in contact with, with my knowledge, my understanding, and also my practice. And so with that, has your, has your time in the military, your military service kind of shaped your perspective on leadership? It has. It has. It, uh, time in service definitely, what did it do for me, man? It, uh, I would say my time in service really kind of just gave me a lot of structure to look at everything and take it with a grain of salt, be able to shift my vision to uh, see what was the bigger picture and everything, rather than just thinking for the moment. Be Always being present in the moment, though, but looking past the moment to know what's next, to know how I could attack the situation and... Uh, the it helped me to just be able to know how to be be more personable because us coming into training situations into combat situations to going to different funerals that I was having to attend, you would literally have to be the communication master and just be able to know how to speak to others, speak and uh be able to show empathy. And uh, being able to not show empathy sometimes really does deter. Not even it doesn't deter you, but it uh, it stifles your growth, and it doesn't it doesn't help in like in the long run because you're trying to give so much, but you don't know how to talk to somebody, and that that just doesn't weigh out good in the long run. So uh, the military truly just kind of helped with learning how to be sensitive even when you're not in the right headspace to be as open as you could be and uh the structure the openness someone it didn't really give allow me the openness but i think tra transitioning out as i uh start to leave the service it kind of just helped me to really be okay with being more open about what's going on with me and uh so then I guess when I speak to others I'm more vulnerable I'm not vulnerable but I'm able to hear and have an open mind about whatever is said to me so mm. it kind of just helped me <laughs> so with that how, how do you define mindfulness I would define mindfulness awareness of self, awareness of others, 
awareness of life, knowing who you are, knowing that others' opinions of you don't shape you, and learning to be grounded even when it feels like your feet are being swiped from under you because life is always going to throw a curveball at you. But within my own journey of with mindfulness, I've been able to, uh, when those curveballs come at me, I always get, catch myself and uh, plant my hands down as my feet are falling so that I don't ever hit the ground too hard. And so uh, it really just kind of helped me. It helps to is bring you to a clearer, a clearer thought about what's going on in the present. Is there, or what's one, maybe one characteristic or trait that you believe maybe um, every leader should have? Discipline. Mm. Discipline is it, because discipline is like the backbone. Discipline is like the tree, and everything else are like the limbs and the roots to it. Like, if you don't have discipline, you won't put commitment towards anything that you do. If you don't have discipline, you won't persevere. Like, there's so many other adjectives and verbs and just, you know, different things you can add on to just, if your discipline isn't there, your your work ethic isn't going to, you know, so everything's going to show up. And so you'll be, how, what type of tree would it be? I mean, all trees are pretty strong, but I guess it would, uh, it'd be like, uh, a little bamboo tree, right? Pretty bendy and flexible, but at the same time, those limbs are weak because he doesn't put in or he wasn't able to grow to his fullest extent because he didn't consistently put into himself and give a commitment to himself. Like, yeah, so that's what a leader has to have. And uh, communication skills as well, being able to speak to others. Mm. And one thing I like to ask folks, because um, this definition changes from person to person, you know, each interview, I think I get a different answer. And I think that's what's great about, about kind of adding this into the discussion. Um, but I like to ask folks, like, how do you define success or what does that look like um, for you? Like, what is, what, how do you define success? That's a good one. Success, uh, I would say that success just like you said, everybody has their own perspective on it. But I uh, know, I wouldn't say, I mean, okay, so I have a few friends that are engineers, lawyers. They've all went for their different degrees and different, uh, different accomplishments and accolades that they have received. But uh, success to me is happiness. And it's a... Uh, whatever way you define happiness if you want that small little cottage in the middle of north carolina blue ridge mountains somewhere up there just chilling that could be success for you but i would just uh happiness i would say it is happiness i would say stability has a lot to do with your success so uh i mean in this capitalistic society having those monetary gains would help with being successful but i mean just being able to function be able being able to eat go as you please sometime and uh live how you want 
you know, sometimes you're not always able to take that, you know, fancy vacation. But just being able to step outside of your everyday routine, just to, you know, see something that wasn't where you were yesterday. So uh, success is just being happy, being in this life and just living it one day at a time. Mm. I like to ask this question. Um, Cause I think with the podcast and something I need to go back and do is just pull people's resources that they suggested and put it into one nice list. But has there been a resource, whether that's a book, movie, podcast, whatever that had maybe been really influential in your own personal growth and development that you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, let me see. What is this? Uh, it's actually, I've just, just started listening to one of these podcasts and, uh, I believe the podcast is called Dreams and Drive. And uh, the young lady, she went to, don't give me the lie, she <laughs> went to uh, Harvard, I would hope so. You know, that's a pretty prestigious school, I think so. But uh, her name is Rain Shine Love on Instagram. And uh, she's had a pretty fun, monumental podcast that I've been able to just been able to kind of soak in and take a lot of what her her listeners have said and implement it into my daily because like every day I'm at the library after I get off work and I just uh write down notes of what I heard throughout the day or actually write down those notes at that moment but then when I get to the library I try to put them down again in a bigger notepad to be able to just move and use them and see how I can kind of format them into what I do and also use some of the small resources that they have. But uh, I have, it's this book called The Eight Limbs of Yoga by Deborah Abdel. And uh, with yoga, it's helped me think about, it's helped me think about uh, the yamas and nayamas, which are the inward looks of yourself, which are the, I believe, nayamas and the yamas which are the outward looks of the world to help me get a better perspective on how i view things like through ahimsa satya samadhi just different yogic limbs that helped me uh really reevaluate and restructure how i moved amongst others like ahimsa means nonviolence, and that was probably my favorite one and uh so that's like passing judgment on others, being the one trying to give like orders and also kind of realizing like you don't control anyone but yourself. So it's like the simple things of just flowing, but not putting too much stress on the situation. And just, if this is what that person's gonna do, they were gonna do that prior to you saying or being in their conversation or in their mind they're not going to change just because you're stating something so it's like just letting the moment be so as we start to wrap up uh two more questions for you the one of one of the questions is you know as you reflect on the year um what's maybe been the biggest lesson that you've gotten from this year um and kind of how that's kind of manifested for you mm, the biggest lesson is don't overindulge and uh, that overindulge can really be in anything that you're doing. 
don't overdo because first that's gluttony which is a sin <laughs> and uh you moving outside of yourself and trying to i guess be more than be more and show more than what you really are and who your character really portrays that it can put you in some deep ish <laughs> and like <laughs> playing it smart is really another thing like if i would have not tried to overindulge in those situations i would have uh i would have not been where i am and not having to have taken steps back but also uh i guess another thing is uh i think we, you probably know this one as well but god gives his uh god gives his test to his strongest soldiers i hope i said that right but he gives like mm -hmm. his battles to his strongest soldiers and uh i know everybody's like battling through something and going through their own situation right now with life but it's just like continuing to stay optimistic and know once i'm through this because you're just going through a phase this is behind me and uh i'll be able to tell people my testimony tell people my story and tell them where and how how he helped mold me so uh really a lot of foundation on like growth and just staying down it's like what's that it was like that little funny thing i uh, hold it down p or whatever that was like two years ago but just like i'm holding it down and i'm staying diligent to uh to myself and to this journey because now I, I used to try to be in a rat race with everybody not even being a rat race because that's something completely different but just be in a race with the next man beside me trying to compete with what he was doing and i realized you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to just focus on self you know handle what you can right here in the moment and take care of your life in every way financially personally physically mentally emotionally like every little aspect of who you are needs self-love and care and so uh this year has just taught me growth and overindulgence and uh being aware of my own person to know how i need to cater to me And with that, you know, as we, you know, the, the last question I like to, to end the, the podcast conversations off with is that, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, legacy is always a big thing. I think it's a big thing in our community. And I think it's just a um, big thing, kind of how we, how we navigate in the world. And um, at the end of the day, what do you, what do you envision your legacy being um, in terms of the kind of spaces that you inhabit and um, the vision that you have for yourself? I don't want to sound crazy. So uh, it was weird as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I always used to tell my mom and my father this, but it was like, uh, I had a really bad dream. And do you know who John Wilkes Booth is? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I had a dream as a kid that I got shot by John Wilkes Booth. And for anybody who doesn't know who he is, he's uh, he murdered or assassinated uh, Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And so... I was always kind of scared of like one of those things of how 
Martin Luther King, Malcolm X kind of went out and being thinking that my life would be taken some way, somehow. So it was like dying without getting your whole story across. But uh, just learning so much from Mahatma Gandhi. I know that, well, okay, to nip that story in the bud, my journey's not over. I'm 25 and I'm still pushing, <laughs> but uh, and a lot more to tell. And But uh, I've been able to get knowledge from Mahatma Gandhi, well, not from him personally, but just from reading his biography on his life. And uh, I've learned from how he's moved and how he was able to cater to the people within India. And also I believe his name was Swami Raji. And I wanna be able to bring mindfulness, peace and awareness to my area within Atlanta. And also uh, just be able to share love, give love and let others know like love is the most powerful drug that there is. And of course, you know, leaving a little inheritance, not inheritance, but something behind for the family once I'm gone, but just being able to, just being able to have them say like, on that day, whenever that day comes, that he was, he was just full of love. Like that's all he did every day was just give his heart out to others in whatever way he could. And, uh, I don't like it's I mean it's pretty I guess not uh it's pretty simple <laughs> just being able to be here for the world and let those closest to me know how much I love them. Hmm. I think that's a good place to bookmark it. I think that was uh that's dope. Um Adric, thank you. Uh for my listeners, um, which I'm sure they're going to want to, how can they get in contact with you? What's your social media handles um, and, yeah, um, website, all that good stuff. What's the best way for my listeners to uh, get in contact and keep in touch with you and the work that you're doing and that you will be doing um, coming up? So my two Instagram social media handles are uh, Adric Does Yoga and Huda Guru, H-U-D-A. G-U-R-U, and where you can find Huda Guru Apparel is everything through, through Big Cartel, everything through Guru, or everything, everything through guru.bigcartel.com. Perfect. And that information will be posted along with the podcast. So if you look down in the description, you can click to connect and check out the website. Um, Adric, listen, thank you. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out. Again, congratulations on um, completing your teacher training for yoga. Um, yeah, thank you for taking the time out today. Uh, man, I appreciate you, Sean. It's truly been an opportunity, and uh, I hope I left some good pieces for somebody to take along with them somewhere. <laughs> thank you again for your continued support of the Mindful Rebel podcast. I appreciate the listens. I appreciate you vibing with the podcast. Um, if you would like to check out past episodes, please go to any of your favorite podcasts and platforms, and that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Anchor FM. If you want to learn more about me and what I do as a creative, an educator, and a scholar, you can go to my website, that's seanjmore.com. 
again, that's SeanJMoore.com to learn a little bit more about me and what I do. Um, again, thank you for your continued support. Please, any feedback that you have, any potential guests that you'd like to hear on the podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. Let me know what you think. Uh, all feedback is welcome. Thank you.